This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Monday, May 28th. Just four scant short I know. Tiny days after the last episode. It, it feels like I was just sitting in this that chair. I, that I still have yet to post anywhere. It's like I'm really close to being done with it. I just need to mix it down, extract it, post it, create text. So there's still some work to be done, but it's <laughs> like the actual editing of the audio is done. Come on. It's not like you have anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else going on in my life at all. Uh, yeah. It's been crazy busy, man. I I get I get messages from people all the time wanting to talk to me about stuff and I'm like, "Man, I wish I could just talk to you more about this, but I have so much other stuff to do and so many other people contacting me for stuff." A lot of them seem to be from Africa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get friend requests yeah. from from clearly religious believing people in African nations who send me friend requests for some reason and then want to talk to me on Facebook Messenger. See, I've always gotten that with the film stuff. Oh, yeah? I've gotten people text me from Africa, do you have any extra cameras I can have? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I don't. Well, and so the other thing that bothers me about it is like, they never just say, hi, my name is so-and-so, I was wondering about this. It's, they they send you a wave first, and then they'll poke oh. me, and then it's hi, and then I still no response, and then it's how are you today, and still no response, and then it's hey uh uh you haven't responded yet, is there something wrong? And it's like I don't know you, I don't know who the fuck you are, I don't know what you want, I'm yeah. not just here for idle chit chat. Like let me know what the fuck, man. Yeah, it bothers me, but there are so many things that bother me. It's just one on the really long list of things. Uh, what, what have you been doing over the last week? Uh, did a filming thing at a rodeo. Oh boy, a rodeo! Yeah, Yay. it was exciting. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't paying attention to the rodeo as much as just trying to film people that I was there for. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, where was the rodeo? It was in uh, Saratoga Spring. No, that's it's down there. Yeah. Yeah, Saratoga's, Saratoga Springs. It's near Saratoga. It's more in the rural area. Yeah. Down there. In what county? Not that, uh, near Provo. I can't remember. Yeah, it was, was kind of like, I was almost on the, like, almost, I was almost to Utah Lake. Yeah. Huh. And like, this was for the Mascot Miracles? Yeah, whatever. a couple of the guys went down there to promote something of theirs, and they got on a couple of bulls and rode the bulls in their costume and everything, so I got that all filmed up. And now I'm trying to finish up putting the whole pitch together for a show for them. Oh, and who who did, who else did you see there? I ran into Mitt Romney. Wow! Yeah, that was not exciting at all. <laughs> Didn't you say you also saw Mia Love? Yeah, Mia Love was there. I was I was more 
right in Mitt Romney's face than Mia Love's face, but yeah, yeah Mia Love was sitting there in the crowd too, and she came out for the pre rodeo thing and yeah, Mitt Romney just sitting there with a shit eating grin, staring at me with the camera. <laughs> like I'm like I'm like, dude, you can stop smiling now. I'm Get not my trying, good side. Like, I'm not trying to film your ass. <laughs> like if it was my choice, we went to came down to this section of the fucking crowd anyways. I don't want to be by you. I'm always surprised that with as LDS as Mia Love is that she's not more white and delightsome. What? Well, she's got to make up for her family's past. Oh, true. Yeah. So she's got to wear off all of their sins before it really it gets It might to take her. a few generations. Starts making her more white and delightsome. She's going to have to whitewash her jeans. <laughs> um, I've just been doing shit in the yard. Uh, had a sprinkler break that I had to, or a, a break in the line that I had to fix. Um, and that was kind of cool because there's been some technology advances yeah. in the world of PVC sprinkler pipes. Yeah, no, no more blue since I use them. Yeah, goopy stuff. Yeah, I didn't have to buy to any and... rubber. Yeah, that the PVC pipe glue shit. Yeah. You don't, you don't need that anymore. They have these new connectors that are just like it's kind of like a rubber gasket and some metal teeth in there that grab the pipe and make a good seal. And it's like all the PEX pipe fitting type things. Yeah, well, and it was really cool too because you know PVC pipe is kind of a pain in the ass, especially if you've got a break in the pipe because then you have to cut the pipe around it and insert a couple joints and then, you know, cut a piece of pipe and hope that you've got your measurements correct yeah. and that it all slides in there well. And then you got to glue it all together and wait for the glue to dry. No, this stuff was, they've got this really cool expander thing now that has the teeth on one end. You slide it over the broken, you know, over the end of the pipe where you've cut it off, slide it onto there, it sticks. And then you've got another joint with the same kind of teeth and the pipe like extends from inside itself. It was just, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot less mess. Oh lot, yeah. A lot, lot less smoother. mess, a lot less hassle, and a little more expensive, but But then you can, well you don't it. have to wait for it to dry. You can just turn it right back on. Boom. Oh, it yeah. works. Okay. Move on to the next part. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, really surprised. It's been a long time since I had to fix anything in the sprinklers except for heads and shit. So, but then it was, then I went around and adjusted all the heads, you know, dug them up mm -hmm. after several years, you know, they'll, start leaning one way yeah. or another or heads get broken or wore out. And so I cleaned all those out, dug up a bunch, reset them so that they're flush and fixed a few broken heads, adjusted all of the heads all over the yard. That was a whole lot of work. Oh, but then I also installed this really cool new, uh, smart. Yeah. I saw that photo. Thing. Yeah. It's really cool. So it measures, it it takes information from I think it was like three hundred fifty thousand different weather stations around the U.S. and can pinpoint your location to within thirty six feet, so it knows like <laughs> if it actually rained on your, your yard, yard, not so, just in your zip code or whatever. But if if it rained in your yard, it will know about so it. So you won't be the dumbass having your sprinklers running during a downpour. Yeah, yeah, and then you can set it like you take pictures of where. You know, your different stations and stuff. That's the other fucking thing that drives me nuts about this place, this house. Mm -hmm. uh, wh whoever did the sprinkling system was a fucking moron. <laughs> like there's, we have one station that waters the front parking strip mm -hmm. out by where you park. Yeah. And then it waters the front flower bed outside the master bedroom. And then it waters the strip of grass in the backyard on the completely opposite side totally of the house. Totally different zone. Yeah. So, so this, this app for my new 
watering thing is like, yeah, it's great. You know, you can tell it, you know, the type of soil and the type of heads <laughs> and if it's flat or cur- you know, or, or if it's on a slope and the type of sprinkler heads you use. And then you can take a picture of the zone so that when you're going through, you know where it is. When you're looking at the app, yeah. you know exactly what you're going to be watering. And I'm like, I can't, there's no way to take a picture of where this is watering. <laughs> and then to name it, it's like front parking strip, flower bed in front of, in front of house under the windows. And then a section of the backyard, but only this particular section. You just need to have an aerial map of the house and sectioned off like, oh, this is zone A, which is here, 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 and here. Then here's zone B. It's over there. A little bit over here. Some down there. Here's zone C. It's kind of all over in the middle. Yeah, it's crazy the way that they set it all up. Like, I don't have any idea why they did that. I'm guessing it's just one of these things that evolved along with the house as they built extensions and additions to the house and everything. and Added on to it. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a real pain. And to redo it all would be even more of a pain. So maybe, yeah, maybe one day when I get really ambitious, I'll redo it all. That might be next summer for me. I'm still have to dig, finish digging out my sprinkler box. Oh, yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you get new valves or anything no, for it yet? I haven't. I, I decided to start painting the kitchen. Yeah. You're like, uh, I looked well, at what I need to do for the sprinklers and decided I wanted to do something else. I started digging. Well, I'm, I'm still going to replace those valves. Yeah. But then it's been raining like the last three, four days on and off and, mm-hmm. and doing the rodeo stuff. And it was fucking, it was like three days in a row where we had mid 90s during the day. I'm like, I'm not going to sit out there digging in the sun. So fuck that. Yeah, dude, it rained hard here yesterday. And we got hailstones that were like the size of marbles. Oh, shit. It was really loud, especially out on the side porch yeah. over here with that metal roof. It's really fucking loud out there, but tons of thunder and lightning. I love I love thunderstorms. Oh, yeah. They're a lot of fun. Well, should we do some stuff? Yeah, we should see what's fucked up in the world today. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm tired and still not feeling terrific. And uh, so this may be a bit of a shorter episode. Well- and we're also going to let the videos do most of the talking for us. We're still going to give you our, our, our wacky, fucked up commentary on what the <laughs> fuck is going through these people's heads, though. Yeah, I think, I think tonight we may, we may do quite a few clips. And It's also the quick turnaround. like Yeah, yeah. like I said, I'm still finishing up the previous episode. It hasn't even been posted anywhere yet. So, uh, So you're welcome, everybody. This is how much we love you. We love you. My name is Mandisa Thomas, and I am the founder and president of Black Nonbelievers Incorporated here in Atlanta, Georgia. You may find us at blacknonbelievers.org. You can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Mandisa Latifah. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. The menu, this is real. We're going to have the pasta. We're going to have the, the nut sauce. You know, we're going to have plenty of blood, plenty of semen for you, and other delicious things on the menu. And we're going to have vats of blood, and we're going to have succulent hot dogs. We know you love succulent hot dogs. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Well, there was some good news out of Ireland over the last week. Especially for people to be able to make decisions about their own bodies. Yeah, yeah, for people who would like to have an abortion. Well, and the thing with it is, is people in Ireland have been getting abortions. It's just they have to fly to fucking mainland Europe, or to Europe. Or get it in a back alley. For back alley, yeah. Or Well, it's just, it's very inconveniencing for them to have to fly to one of the European countries, other mm-hmm. than 
theirs to fucking get an abortion. Oh, yeah. Uh, this comes to us from The Guardian. It says, Ireland moves forward with abortion law reform after historic vote. Ireland's health minister has said he will push forward with new abortion laws after Saturday's resounding referendum result overturned a 35-year ban on terminations. Simon Harris said he would start the process on Tuesday when the Irish cabinet will meet to discuss draft legislation to allow terminations within the first 12 weeks of pregnancy and up to 24 weeks in exceptional circumstances. The Irish electorate voted by 1,429,981 votes to 723,632 in favor of abolishing the the controversial Eighth Amendment to the Constitution that gave equal legal status to the lives of a fetus and the woman carrying it. The results was a two-thirds majority, 66.4 yes to 33.6% no. That's a pretty good margin. Yeah, that's, (laughs) I would say, a very good margin, a very good sign of some progressive politics there. And probably also a sign that the very religiosity of Ireland is decreasing. Is waning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Draft legislation was set out before Friday's vote and will now be formalized over the coming weeks to be tabled in the Dial. Ireland's parliament in the autumn. Speaking on Saturday, the Tausiak, I don't know what that is, Leo Veradkar said he hoped the law would be changed before the end of the year. The change is not expected to face significant hurdles in parliament with members who opposed repeal acknowledging the overwhelming nature of the result. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they're not. They're, at least they're, like, they're not saying. Well, we should have some more discussion about this. And the but, people. But are, I think. But I. But it's I. Not really but clear. Me, but yeah. me. <laughs> On Saturday's announcement of the historic result at Dublin Castle, Harris told supporters of repeal, "Quote: Under the Eighth Amendment, we used to say to women in crisis, take the boat or take the plane. Today, we say, take our hand." Veradkar said Saturday would be remembered as the day Ireland quote embraced our responsibilities as citizens, and as a country, the day Ireland stepped out from under the last of our shadows and into the light, the day we came of age as a country, the day we took our place among the nations of the world. Saturday's triumph for abortion reformers occurred only months before Pope Francis visits the country, the first since John Paul II's tour of Ireland in 1979. I mean, he lives so close, why doesn't he come by more often? (laughs) Orla Orca... Orla O'Connor. <laughs> There's some good names in this one. The co-director of the Together for Yes campaign said it was a monumental day for women in Ireland, calling the result a rejection of an Ireland that treats women as second-class citizens. Ireland's foreign minister, Simon Coveney, stressed that the outcome proved that this was not Dublin versus the rest, nor a rural-urban division. One of the first constituencies to declare a result, Dublin Central, had nearly 77% voting yes. Yet in even traditionally conservative Roscommon, East Galway, the first tallies from the counts showed 57% for yes and 43% for no. Other rural constituencies, such as Carlo Kilkenny, also voted 63.5 in favor of change. In the last major referendum, the vote to legalize same-sex marriage three years ago, Roscommon was the only area to vote no. Hmm. This time, the only constituency to return a majority of no votes was Donegal, where 51.87% opposed repeal, while 48.13% backed it. Well, fuck Donegal. It's a funny name anyways. <laughs> well, that's really close. 518 to 48.1. 
which basically shows that a not only was it overwhelming portion of the country that wanted it, it was overwhelming proportions of all the counties almost yeah, that yeah. wanted it. The overall turnout on Friday's abortion referendum at 64.51% exceeded the 60.5% that voted in the 2015 marriage plebiscite. Victory for the yes side means that the only part of the United Kingdom and Ireland where abortion remains banned in almost all circumstances is Northern Ireland. Hmm. On Saturday afternoon, both Amnesty International and the Liberal Democrat leader Vince Cable called for Northern Ireland's near-total ban on abortion to be lifted. Amnesty's Grain Taggart said women in Northern Ireland were still prosecuted by a Victorian-era abortion ban. Taggart said the British government could no longer turn a blind eye to the, blight, to the plight of Northern Irish women who were forced to travel across the Irish Sea for abortions. I guess I always assumed Ireland and Northern Ireland were all like one big happy family. One, yeah, like North Carolina and South Carolina. <laughs> well, I yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Ireland's politics. Or, either either or do how I. That works out, but it's good news that they've allowed women more control over their own bodies for sure. Yeah, and especially with the, their, their the gay marriage vote and everything else, Ireland seems to be getting more progressive or progressing yeah and uh their views yeah i think that was all very good news i liked it very much we got a clip from alex jones oh it's gonna be a good one <laughs> i i expect there to be a little bit of blood sucking maybe yeah he's always got vampires and everything and satanists yeah. and demons uh, what else? The Illuminati, yep. lizard yep. people. Yep. It's got to cover some of those Obama. bases for sure. Um, he's talking about the Boy Scouts, which is interesting because the LDS Church recently decided that they were no longer going to associate with yeah. the Boy Scouts of and America. It, and it wasn't that gay scout leaders were allowed back, and they did not like that. Yeah, they were. That they was, were very whoa. unhappy about that. Very unhappy. But now, girls. Get to go do the same things that the boys do? Fuck that shit, they said. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I know I've seen a bunch of headlines saying that the LDS church was not going to participate in Boy Scouts of America anymore, but I didn't see any real reason, any clear reason why. I, I, I didn't either. I think it's just the the culmination of all their recent changes of them not agreeing with any of them. Yeah. They're like, uh, oh, we can't support this anymore. Yeah. You guys aren't being nearly religious and oppressive enough to people of minority status. I mean, they take the little boys camping so they can play with their peckers. If you put girls in that group, there's no peckers <laughs> to play with. Uh, yeah. So the LDS church isn't going to be with the boy scouts anymore. And apparently Alex Jones thinks that the BSA is BS. Well, and I've seen people say, well, girl scouts have their own thing. Just let them do it. It's like, well, the Boy Scouts get to go camping and do the archery and do all that fun stuff. The girls don't get to do that, and a lot of girls want to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why the inclusion is happening. Yeah, so this comes to us from Right Wing Watch. It says, Alex Jones, quote, the Boy Scouts of America is a pedophile induction center. Uh, Alex Jones, the rampant conspiracy theorist broadcasting via InfoWars that the, the longstanding policy of making condoms available to attendees at the World Scouts Jamboree. What? Was proof that the Boy Scouts of America is a, quote, pedophile induction center. 
First I've heard of this. Yeah. For the last week, right-wing media have been fanning hysteria over the fact that condoms will be available at this year's World Scout Jamboree, which is a policy the World Organization of the Scout Movement, not the Boy Scouts of America, decided in 2002. Today on InfoWars, Jones took the manufactured outrage a step further. Jones suggested changing the name of the organization to Junior Swingers of America (laughs) and said that making condoms available at the event was total cultural sabotage. Handing condoms to 11-year-olds is pedophilia, Jones said. God, I mean, and where's, where's it go next? It, it, it goes into the abyss with 5G giving us all cancer. Let us get off the road. Let us get off this plane. Let us get off this bus. Let's go to the Let's go the other direction. So he thinks 5G is giving us all cancer as well. Is, does he mean like the cell phone? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, because I'm still on 4G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm good. Yeah, 5G isn't really a thing anywhere yet, so I'm not even sure uh, that he knows what the fuck he's talking. Well, of course he doesn't know what he's talking about, but. Well, 5G is the, the, the cell phone service the Illuminati uses. Oh, I see. Well, why would they be giving themselves cancer? Oh, good question. We've noticed. Oh, a, because we've they're noticed not, a fatal plot point. Because they're not human. They're not susceptible to the cancers that humans are. A fatal plot error in your narrative, there, <laughs> Mister Jones. He added that this is massive pedophilia preparation. The Boy Scouts of America is a pedophile induction center, just like the Vatican, and they're just main. They're just mainlining it everywhere. Maybe the condoms are for them to put over their M16 barrels in case it rains. You know, I hope so. We, we talked about a story a couple, well, it's probably been three or four episodes ago now, where uh, families of Sandy Hook victims were suing Alex oh, yeah. Jones. Yeah. I hope they take every fucking penny he has. I hope that he has to work just to continue paying the bills to these families of people that he's harmed because. He clearly hasn't learned his lesson, even no. with them filing a lawsuit, you know, saying that this type of talk is dangerous and harmful to people. He's still fomenting the same type of ignorant bullshit anger for something that doesn't even fucking exist. But where you- you've got some dipshit who listens to Alex Jones, who's going to walk into another ping pong, another Comet ping pong pizza place. Yeah. Or he's going to go to the Scout Jamboree and start shooting yeah. because he thinks that it's a pedophile ring. Well, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> That's fine. Should we, should we yeah, hear let's what listen he to actually has to say about this? I said, you know, let me go check and make sure the Boy Scouts really are handing out condoms like they said they are on Monday. And I went and read it. It said, got it right here somewhere. It said, all participants will be given condoms, including the 11-year-old boys and girls. All participants will be given condoms. What's the message there when you hand 11-year-old boys condoms? Wrap it up. That you should use this to protect yourself from sexually transmitted diseases? Because we know you're going to do it anyways. To help prevent pregnancy? What the fuck? What What do you mean? What? I, I, mean, I know you're resourceful Boy Scouts, but clogging up mud in there does not work. <laughs> Yeah, just stick putting a stick in there isn't going to help anything. The message is, it's like handing somebody a gun and bullets or handing somebody chewing gum. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So Alex Jones just said that if you give people guns and bullets, he basically said that if you give people guns and bullets, they're going to go and shoot something, right? Yes. This is the same guy who would 
defend to his dying breath the Second Amendment and the right of people to have their guns and everything. Yeah. So he's all for giving people something to murder other people. Because that's what they're going to do with it. And just said that that's what, Yeah, I mean, yeah. apparently he thinks that if you give kids condoms, they're going to go out and want to use them. And if you give people guns and bullets, they're going to do the same thing. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think he listens to what he actually says himself. For all we know, a Boy Scout's going to make a flask to drink water out of from that condom because he is resourceful. <laughs> they're going to they're going to make a house out of him. <laughs> water balloon fight. <laughs> Just lace them together in their boondoggle. <laughs> Bullets or handing somebody chewing gum or handing somebody, you know, you walk in and say, hey, here's a you know Nintendo controller. Oh, you want to play Nintendo? Well, what they're saying is get ready. For these poor young men that are just coming trying to learn how to camp and meet some friends, get ready for, instead of the Boy Scouts of America, the Junior Swingers of America. <laughs> At 11, I would have joined that club. <laughs> Sounds like a club that a lot of 11-year-old boys would be excited to join. Although probably most of them just standing in corners too nervous to do anything. <laughs> just change the J from B, Junior Swingers America. What? Nothing's going to go wrong. And then I canvassed the former Boy Scout. Junior I was a Cub Scout. JSW. Didn't quit after that. <laughs> so I never had it. was a church Cub Scout thing. It was great. It was camping and stuff. But by the time I was 11, I was already doing sports too much to be in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I been was, a badass. I was playing. I was on my way to professional football at 11. Then I blew up my knee at 13. <laughs> I was already doing sports too much to be in the Boy Scouts. But I, taught, I canvassed the Boy Scouts here. <laughs> And they said, no, no, 20, 30 years ago, there was, you know, quite a bit of, uh, not with them, but, you know, quite a bit of, uh, well, I had it described to me. And uh, what? What the fuck is I, he talking I, I about now? About, about with them. And, 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 <laughs> but they, they described to me, and, uh, well, there's quite well, a bit of them. Uh, I canvassed them. Uh, I was playing sports too much. And, uh, <laughs> uh, where am I? Let's just say they were giving fellatio lessons. <laughs> Uh, and uh, other things. And, uh, what? You know, that's you get your called... merit badge now for that. Well, I gotta should, back should, that up. It should be BJ of America then. They were giving fellatio lessons? Yeah, when he was canvassing Is them. Is that a merit badge you can earn? He said, I think he said what he's saying. <laughs> I wonder what that badge looked like. Lessons. Uh, and uh, other things. And uh, oh, I gotta back it up more. Sorry, everybody. Uh, not with them, but you know, quite a bit of, uh, well, I had it described to me. And uh, let's just say they were giving fellatio lessons uh, and uh, other things. And, uh, you know, that's, you get your merit badge now for that. Nice. <laughs> I make some really bad jokes, but I'm not going to do it. I got merit badges for a lot of things, now, I guess. <laughs> I can think of the merit badges that they're going to be handing out. I mean, whoa. What are we not going to put up with at this point, folks? This is total cultural sabotage. Cultural sabotage, sabotage by giving young men condoms. And allowing women to join. Or not young girls. How does that sabotage our culture? I don't know. I guess our culture has always been divisive. So this is making our culture more inclusive. So that's a sabotage. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. Like I said, I don't think he really pays attention to the own to the shit coming out of his own mouth. No. Handing condoms to eleven year olds is pedophilia. What? Why? No. How is that pedophilia? It's not No, that's not pedophilia. You dumb motherfucker. Ex 
Try to explain to us why you think that would be pedophilia. If I explain to my children how to have safe sex, how is that pedophilia? It's not because you're not the ones having the safe sex with them. What an ignorant fuck. Yes, we earned our safe anal sex merit badge. <laughs> that's, that's basically what they're saying. No, they're not. God, I mean, and, and where does it go next? It goes into the abyss. With 5G giving us all cancer, let's just get off the road. Let's get off this plane. Let's get off this bus. Let's let's go the other direction. It's like green fields, real rainbows, everything over here. See, everything fetid and collapsed. They advertise as beautiful and good. Yeah, there goes the Boy Scouts from praying around a nice meal and learning how to be proficient in fishing and hiking. No, now here's your condoms. Now, prepare yourself. I'm prepared. It's what everybody's doing. Young and impressionable <laughs> boys. Well, that's part of those scouts' motto, right? Be prepared. Yeah. You want to be prepared in case For everything. In case uh, you're gonna get intimate with somebody, you want to be prepared and be protected. Oh, don't ask girls out. That's sexual harassment. But here, here's your condoms for yourselves. See, don't touch the girls. They don't like you. You don't like them. Just come over here so that you don't have children. This is massive pedophilia preparation. Oh, they're they're preparing them. A little preparation H for pedophilia, <laughs> or preparation P. And I know I know we didn't mention it as he said it, but he makes that same shitty, stupid fucking argument that you hear from incels and MRAs that well, you can't even ask women out anymore because that's sexual harassment. No, you can certainly ask someone out, and if they decline, then you. Stop. Move along. You stop. You don't have consent. There's a difference. There's a di like Alex Jones is the kind of guy who thinks that if a woman agrees to go out with him, then that automatically means that she's going to fuck him too, right? Probably. That's not how the world works. Or he just imagines if he buys her dinner, he's getting sex. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. The Boy Scouts of America is a pedophile induction center, just like the Vatican. And they're just mainlining it everywhere. And people that have been raped by priests, they tell them, the Pope says, it is not a sin that you are gay. And they're like, no, I was raped. And you're like, it is not a sin. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Lucifer loves you. Enter the black gates of hell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's lost his goddamn mind. I don't, well, he probably I don't think he ever never had found it. it. Yeah. That that ending. <laughs> okay. I wonder how many hours into his show he was. <laughs> oh man, he oh that's the, the 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 closing there though when he when he's just yeah that wasn't us gibberish that was wow I don't even I don't even know what else to say about that. Well, I am surprised there was no sucking of the blood of children and vampire type stuff in it. <laughs> Cause that's usually with the pedophilia stuff, the pedophilia ranks he mentions like so they could suck their blood and Yeah. Illuminati live forever and all that other bullshit. <laughs> There's gonna be plenty of blood, plenty of hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's yeah, I don't I don't know what to say about that one. That's it's 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 yeah, I don't either. And trying it, to do his voice is now fucking up my voice. Well, you've, I'm not you've had a rough voice for again. a while. Now you just fucking Dude, it up it's been more. four goddamned weeks now that I've yeah. been trying to get over this fucking cold flu, whatever the fuck it is. Well, you remember from like 
November through like February where I had a cough. Yeah. That was all from that one fucking time I got sick in February. This is bullshit. Yeah. I went and saw the doctor and she's like, yeah, sometimes it can take a while. <laughs> yeah. It took me like five months. Tracy, Tracy finally talked me into going to the doctor. I'm like, I can go to the doctor, but I feel okay other than being, you know, super congested. And then every, yeah. and then every now and then I just get totally wore out and I just can't do anything. Like I'm just super tired while my body's still trying to fight off whatever. And she's like, well, this is how it starts. This is how it always starts, you know. You just get this illness that doesn't go away, and then you let it go, and you let it go, and then somebody goes to the doctor, and ooh, you got cancer, and you're going to be dead in six months. Wasn't she very uplifting? (laughs) She's like, so you need to go to the doctor and have them tell you what's going on. And I'm like, what is the doctor going to tell me? The doctor's going to say, yeah, you've been sick. Here's, you know, what have you been doing while I've been taking DayQuil and NyQuil and... You know, cough suppressants and trying to stay hydrated and doing nasal irrigation and all of that. And the doctor's going to go, okay, great. Keep doing that. Yep. Let me know in a, you know, in a month or so if it's still around and we'll do some more tests. Now go over there and pay your copay. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. She's like, yeah, "Yeah, that sucks. These things can hang on for quite a while. Here's, she gave me a prescription for some Tessalon pearls that I haven't taken before that's a cough suppressant stuff that they're actually, they actually work really well. Maybe a little too well because it, like almost totally deadens any uh, feeling reflex? that you need to cough or anything. And oh. so I'll just, I'll be talking and all of a sudden it's just like, <clears throat> and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I had this huge bit of phlegm right there that I needed to cough up and had no idea. And now I'm choking on yeah, it. Now, now I'm drowning in my own mucus. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm Bryce Barkenagle. Have you ever wondered if Joseph Smith was drugging the early Mormons? Turns out it might be possible when you have a fantastic congregation that is witnessing angels floating around in the rafters and think that the temple is on fire and they're running out in the snow and writhing around on the ground naked. Yeah, as it turns out, drugs might be the best explanation. Be sure to check out my Sunstone Symposium presentation on the Joseph Smith Entheogen Theory by punching that into any YouTube browser. And thank you so much for checking that out and be sure to check out the Naked Mormonism podcast. This is the Godless Revolution. So I changed my theology a thousand times. I mean, by the time I, but the, the last God I believed in, Seth, was the greatest God in the world. He was so wonderful. He agreed with everything I cared about. He was so nice. He wasn't sending anybody to hell. He wasn't responsible for any evil thing. And the problem is, is that like I was in love with that God. Until I realized, of course, like if God and you agree that much, it's maybe because you invented him. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. All right, so this segment may run a bit long, and it's very impromptu as well. But and, so yeah, is our like, show. Yeah, yeah, it's totally impromptu. Like we're recording here in the studio, and I happen to check Facebook for. I don't even know why I was checking. Oh. No, I can't even remember why I was checking. Uh, we but, always just go back and forth and check up between segments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Periodically. And I noticed that uh, a good friend of mine, somebody who I love and admire and think is a fantastic person, um, has... has. Well, he's even been on the show. Oh, yeah. He has been on the show. Um, and is on... No, he's not on one of the bottles of beer that we're drinking right now. No, but, but that probably gives people <laughs> a pretty good hint. On... Uh, so, Jason Stock. My friend Jason yeah. Stock. Um 
has has started being sucked into the world of J- of Jordan Peterson a little bit, which is dismaying to me on a fundamental level because Jordan Peterson is just such a terrible person. Yeah, he has he makes some good points about a few things, but you know, so does anybody and everybody who's ever been a monster. Like, I'm sure Hitler loved his mom. That doesn't that doesn't mean that he was a good person. You know what I mean? And Jordan Peterson may say some good things, but that doesn't at all uh, the dismiss all of the damaging things that he says. And I think people just gloss over all of the damaging things because they they point to one particular bit of nugget of information that he's given them. Like, I don't know, somebody mentioned that he helped them learn that personalities are a thing. Like, I didn't figure that was a big question in many people's minds. That wasn't that wasn't one of the the hard questions yeah. that people are trying to ha- to get answers for. And, and, and well, and to lay it out there, just like Jason laid it out. Mm-hmm. This video we're going to be watching mm-hmm. is from a two-hour-long interview mm-hmm. that was boiled down to 17 minutes. Yes. So, so this this started because I made a post um, that. Sorry, I'm seeing another message from another person here. <laughs> uh, so I made a post about an hour ago, uh, where it's it's just a snippet of an interview from Vice News, and we'll play that now. Because, and we'll, we'll talk about that while we're playing it. And then we've got a couple other clips lined up about this and we'll talk about why we're doing those as well. But so I posted this, uh, Matt Dillahunty actually posted this and I shared it from Matt's page. Um, if you haven't seen Matt's appearance on stage with Jordan Peterson, you should definitely go and check that out. Uh, Matt was very patient with Jordan the entire time and Jordan does his absolute level best to derail every single point that Matt was trying to make by constantly interrupting him by going on gish gallops. I mean, it was, it was despicable the way that he acted on stage. You could tell that he was nervous that he was painting himself into a corner and kept trying to derail the conversation the entire time he was up there. Really frustrating to watch, but you should go out and watch it in order to get a a more clear picture too, of how Jordan operates in a lot of his public quote-unquote debates and and speaking engagements. Uh, But this clip um, is just a short clip that was posted. It's uh, it's what got the conversation started. Yeah, this this got the conversation started on my Facebook time. Like, what? here's a rule. How about no makeup in the workplace? Why would that be a rule? (laughs) Why should you wear makeup in the workplace? Isn't that sexually provocative? No! Why is makeup sexually provocative? Makeup is sexually provocative to men who cannot control themselves. Why, why is it that makeup is this thing that you're focusing on? Because it's something that females do that most men don't, right? The most binary people, you know, males don't typically wear makeup unless they're doing a stage show or whatever. They don't, they don't typically wear it in the workplace, right? Women, typically do wear makeup and high heels and and dresses and skirts and everything else in the workplace that's that's something that they've traditionally just done and, now, and women wear makeup and and high heels for a large variety of reasons maybe it makes them feel good they like how they look in it they they like how it makes them feel it's not to evoke a sexual response from the fucking guys in the office now what if that woman doesn't wear makeup but is just naturally very attractive mhm is she now required to make herself look ugly 
or else just her her natural look. Yeah, so is, that the guys in the office won't hit yeah. on her. Yeah, should she not bathe nearly as often? Yeah. Should she wear tattered clothing? Have a unibrow. And and so for the for the guys at work, should they not wear nice suits? Should they not no. wear really nice shiny shoes? Nope. Should they not wear cool ties? Should their jackets not be form fitting? This is just it's fucking bullshit. It's nonsense. I mean, all this relates to our modern grooming standards of yeah. like hey, women wear makeup, men put weird stuff in their beard i carry mustache wax with me all the time to keep my mustache yeah, looking I wear, nice i wear beard oil every day it's not because i'm seeking a sexual partner that's it's because tra- it makes my beard much softer and nicer and shiny and look yeah. good and i like to make my mustache curly <laughs> no it's not no what is it then what's the purpose of makeup some people what is the purpose of makeup so the other thing to notice as we're going through this is We're going to play after this a bit of a clip from the Joe Rogan show. Mm -hmm. And I think Joe's a nice guy who's obviously very curious about the world around him. I think he's a terrible, awful fucking skeptic. I think he is one of the least skeptical people that I know. Well, not, no, No. that's not even, that's not true either. He tries to be skeptical sometimes, but he's just not very good at it. I mean, he's, he's bounced from one conspiracy theory to another. I mean, he... He, for a long time, thought the moon landing was but fake. But he has changed his mind on a lot of stuff, yeah. which is good. And it's it's funny. It, it's kind of like the Bill Maher thing where Bill Maher was, was very openly anti-vax for a little while yeah. until people started calling him out on it. And now he's kind of taken a lot of that back and and tries to dance his way around the issue and screw well, around it a lot. Joe Rogan, in his defense does take a shitload of hallucinogenics. <laughs> yes, yes, he does so, do so a fair these, amount of these many psychedelic thoughts, drugs. These many thoughts he's had, it might have been during some weird journey during his <laughs> psychedelic And his show's trip. fun. I listen, I listen to Joe yeah. Rogan's show, not the MMA. Like, there's a bunch of his shows that come out that I just skip, but he gets a lot of interesting guests on there that are a lot of fun to listen to. Um, a lot of them are crazy people. I I think some of the fun episodes are when he has Alex Jones on there and just lets him run wild in the studio. And that's the thing about his show is he doesn't try to argue with his guests as much as try to follow their logic in his shows, which their, their logic might be completely illogical, but he follows along with it to express their opinions more fully. And you know, his shows are pretty long and they have a nice conversation. I think his show's fun. I, I, like I said, I I listen to a show quite a bit. Um, but he's not a very good skeptic. Uh, he, yeah. And we'll, we'll play more from his show in, in a minute here. Here's more from this little snippet that I had posted. Makeup. Some people would like to just put on makeup. Why? To, to, I don't know why. Why do you make your lips makeup. red? Because they turn red during sexual arousal. <laughs> do your lips turn red during sexual arousal? I don't have a mirror on the ceiling, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if my lips turn red during sexual arousal either. I do know that they turn red when they're irritated. Uh, well, so if there's a lot of kissing, they might get irritated. If I, yeah, I don't, th- this is all very strange. That's why. Why do you put rouge on your cheeks? Same reason. I mean, look. How about high heels? Rouge on your cheeks. So I know that sometimes if I become embarrassed, my cheeks yeah. will get red. 
or like right now they're pretty fucking is that red. In Jordan Peterson's mind, is a, a sign of sexual arousal. It's like your face is a mood ring. <laughs> he can tell exactly what I want based yeah. on the color of my cheeks and lips. I, especially when you turn blue. Like, uh, oh, he wants oxygen. <laughs> I mean, look. How about but, high heels? What, what, are you, they what for? about high heels? What about them? They're there to exaggerate sexual attractiveness. So Jordan Peterson has this way of framing everything as is it can only be this one way, yeah. right? Women only wear makeup because they want to attract sexual partners. They only wear high heels because it enhances sexual attractiveness. That's not it at all. Why do men wear uncomfortable fucking shoes that, when they go out? That places? make them seem taller sometimes. Yeah, that make them seem taller, that that fit the cut of their pants yeah. better that are nice and shiny that make a nice little clip clop sound when they walk. I have nice dress shoes that I wear that look really fucking good when I'm wearing them. Like the pointy ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fucking uncomfortable. But they're shit. so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> like I don't wear them every goddamn day no. because they're uncomfortable, but they look really good. Yeah. And I don't wear them thinking, Hey, if I wear these shoes, somebody in the office is going to want to suck my dick. That's not how that fucking works. Oh, well, I had those one special shoes. <laughs> That's what high heels do. Now, I'm not saying that people... And, it, and it's really telling, too, that he has to focus on all of these particular aspects of what women do. And he, he points to all of these things that women do and says that they're doing this because it, it makes them more sexually appealing. And they're doing it in an effort to become more sexually appealing. And so the guys in the office, we can't really blame them if they hit on women because the women are trying to make themselves more sexually appealing and shouldn't be surprised then when men hit on them. And that's fucking bullshit. Because the men in the office are probably doing the same thing. Yeah. At, yeah. Like I said, I wear and, nicer clothes to the office. And it's not to, I, like the women that wear, like, it's probably not to be more sexually appealing. They're not going out to the bar trying to find someone to take home. They're going to fucking work. They just want to look professional. They want to look, they want to look good. Yeah. No one wants to go into an office of a CEO's place and have a homeless guy sitting behind the desk and be like, I don't trust you. Well, and we have study after study after study that says that attractive people are more, more successful, successful in the workplace. That the whole idea of dress for success, yeah. that's part of it is because people find people who, who are more attractive, they have a correlation in their mind that they're also more intelligent. And that's not always the case. <laughs> people shouldn't use sexual displays in the workplace. I'm not saying that. Let me back this up just a bit. To exaggerate sexual attractiveness. That's what high heels do. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't use sexual displays in the workplace. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that that is what they're doing. No, he's assigning specific, he's assigning specific intent to people the world over that he doesn't know them. He can't read no. their fucking mind. He doesn't know exactly why they're doing the things that they're doing. He is projecting his own thoughts onto what these other people are doing. And that's terror. That's very telling. It's also terrifying that he's projecting his thoughts onto onto what other people are doing and so many other men who listen to this fucking asshole are just sucking up every word of this. Well, and it's not to say that there might not that, that there aren't women that don't dress provocatively to get attention. Oh yeah, and there are certainly there, women yeah, who do that. There are there are certainly women that do that. But I I would bet a majority of women dress that way because they like the way they look that when they're when they're dressed that way they want to look yeah. like we said presentable look professional 
look yeah. like, hey, I want to, like, like I said, dress for success. Yeah. And that is what they're doing. If, if, do you feel like a serious woman who does not want sexual harassment in the workplace, do you feel like if she wears makeup in the workplace that she is somewhat being critical? Yeah. Jordan Peterson thinks that if a woman wants to be successful in the workplace and wears makeup, she's being hypocritical because she's making herself out only to be a fuck doll by whoever else is in the office. That's despicable. It's fucking disgusting. Okay. I do think that. He does think that. He does think that. Well, thanks a lot, Jordan Peterson. So I posted that clip out onto my Facebook wall and Jason came along and made some comments. And said, you know, I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of, of Peterson's. He's not the be all end all, but watching the vitriol toward him intrigued me and convinced me to check him out on my own. I'm quite enjoying his lectures and it's been interesting to consider things from a new to me, to Jason perspective. And that's all fine. And like I said, it's not that Peters, it's not that every word Peterson says is damaging or harmful, but a lot of what he says is, and people just seem to gloss over that for what they view as these deep insights for things that to me seem like just plain common sense. Yeah. Like that people have personalities <laughs> and that the different people can have different personalities. You know, I, I, that's the one thing that anybody has ever said to me about what they've actually learned from Jordan Peterson is that he helped them understand more clearly what, uh, personalities are and personality traits are and it's like okay but that doesn't mean that he can say this one thing that helped you doesn't mean that nothing else he says isn't potentially harmful or yeah. damaging or that he's an expert on all of these other fields where he's poking his canadian nose <laughs> where he's not an expert where he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about he's talking from a place of male privilege and male dominance and the things that he says are truly fucking awful. So I posted that out there. Jason made his comments and, you know, said that, well, that little bit was, was taken from a much longer discussion that was two hours or whatever. And then Jason posted a link to another video that's Jordan Peterson takes on Vice News, the missing sections. It's a, it's a longer thing. Are, are we going to play the uh, Joe Rogan little clip first? Oh, yeah, yeah. So here's a question. Well, I post. Here's a question. Well, a question. To you. So I'm going to I'm going to pause the, the link to the video that Jason sent us. And he on my on my thread out on Facebook, Jason commented and, you know, uh, posted a link to this bit from the Joe Rogan show. Um, and it's not it's not even that Jordan Peterson is on there. It's Joe Rogan talking to, I don't uh, even know who this they woman didn't, they is. They didn't put her name up in the uh, show notes for it. And they didn't introduce her on this clip. So yeah, we don't it, know it doesn't say is. in this clip exactly who she is. So I don't know. But some of the things they say are just patently fucking false. They're just lying. They're lying. And nobody seems to realize, or at least Jason doesn't seem to realize, that they're just fucking lying about what Jordan Peterson said during this interview. So during that clip that I had posted, uh, so I'll play the first part of this and think in your mind, you can even back up to the beginning of where we played that, that little clip and see if you can spot Jordan Peterson, say the word, maybe even once during that clip, he doesn't say the word, maybe even once, 
But when we listen to Joe Rogan talk about it, oh, of course, Jordan Peterson was very, very careful and deliberate in what he said and said the word maybe. And they they say that over and over and over again here. The Joe Rogan experience. Right. Now, one of the things that came up real recently was uh, this Jordan Peterson interview with Vice, which, uh, in my opinion, especially when you look at the sound clip, uh, they were talking about women in the workplace and women wearing makeup and high heels and things in the workplace. And I know Jordan very well. I love him. He's a great guy. He came off aggressive there, and I don't know why. I don't think I don't know if he's. So he says that he came off aggressive there in that interview, and he doesn't know why. And then he goes on to speculate about a bunch of reasons why Jordan Peterson may have come off as aggressive. Well, I think the big thing—that's why I brought up the two-hour thing because that's. Yeah. Yeah. No, the reason they're using and to be total everything disclosed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a longer interview. So sure, yeah, we just take that information. Yeah, it was it, a, it was a much longer interview, and I posted a clip that was less than two minutes of this yeah. much longer interview with Jordan Peterson. But it doesn't at all change the fact that he said those fucking he did, things. He did say that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, and I don't know why. I don't think I don't know if he's tired of it or if he's digging his heels in. I mean, he's. It was apparently I, part of a two-hour interview, yes. which he kind of felt like he was on the ropes the whole time. Yes, and he also was coming off of that big Kathy Newman interview in the UK, which was like a... Which is another thing that bothers me, too, because so many of the people who listen to Jordan Peterson, it's the same, it's the same crowd of people who listen to people like the Armored Skeptic and... What's the name of that other fucking douchebag YouTuber that was at the Mythicist Milwaukee uh, thing? Uh... Sargon of Akkad. Oh, yeah. Who, who listened to that guy. And they think that the way you win an argument is to never become emotional about it. As long as you can keep keep distant about it, you know, uh, be stoic about the information that's presented and just present your case well, then you're going to win whatever argument. And if you show any emotion, then you've clearly lost the argument because you can't even contain your emotion to have a decent discussion with somebody. Of course, that's not how things work no. in the real world. But so. Joe Rogan is is trying to paint this as well, you know. It was a long thing. It was a well, long well, it's, interview. It's not like, like he like he said it under duress. He had this he had this contentious interview with Kathy Newman, which by all account, I mean, even according to me, the interview with Kathy Newman was a fucking train wreck, and she was completely out of line in in the way that she was questioning him. Instead of asking him what she thought, she kept trying to tell him what he thought. Okay. So you're saying that blah 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 when that's not at all what he said. And that interview was a fucking shit show. I'll readily and happily admit that anytime anybody asks me about it. But that still does not change the fact that Jordan Peterson says some really horrific fucking things. Uh, assault. I mean, the whole thing was just crazy. But he came out ahead on that. And I think um, there's, there's, it's much easier to make the argument that he didn't come out ahead in the Vice thing, oh, especially yeah. in the way that they, they framed it. So you'll notice that he's saying that he didn't look very good in the Vice interview because of the way they framed it and because of the way they edited it. Now listen to what they say about what Jordan, what they think Jordan Peterson said during the interview. But he was talking about women in the workplace and maybe women shouldn't wear makeup. Maybe women shouldn't wear makeup. Again, go and listen to that clip. Go and, go and find it yourself. Watch it over and over again. Count how many times Jordan Peterson says maybe in that short clip. 
It doesn't fucking exist. He never used the word maybe in any of that. In the workplace. And maybe they shouldn't wear high heels or dresses. Um, so Again, he says maybe they shouldn't wear high heels or dresses. That's not what he fucking said. He said they shouldn't. Yeah. And they're, they're, it's like they are viewing this through an alternate universe reality lens. Like that didn't happen. We just played the fucking clip. He didn't say maybe. And they keep using that over and over and over again in this Joe Rogan clip. So he did say maybe. Maybe. Yes. And he didn't, he didn't say women shouldn't do this. The interviewer. Yeah, he did. He did fucking say that. You dummy. I can't remember his name. Kang. Kang. Jay Kang, maybe. Um, said, so do you think women shouldn't wear makeup and high heels then? And he said, maybe. No, he didn't. No. He didn't say the word maybe. It didn't fucking happen that way. You are trying to defend a fucking monster and you're lying about it in order to do so. That should tell everybody else what you need to know about Jordan Peterson and his defenders. They fucking lie about what he says over and over and over again. Yeah. And it was, you know, he's, he's thinking, he's, right. he's, he's considering options here. He's not prepared upon first being asked a question to say yes, absolutely. Or no, absolutely. This is no, he did say, yes, that is what I'm yeah. saying. You know, this is, a sign of a nuanced thinking person. Yeah. <laughs> so they're lying about what he said and then saying that this is indicative of a thinking nuanced person when what they said that he said didn't mm. fucking happen. And then they're using that as the scaffolding as the scaffolding upon which they want to build the rest of their argument to say that, oh no, he is a deep thinker. He was he was being very rational and thinking about this, and he used the word maybe. No, I think he's pretty explicit in this. What he said of no, women should not wear makeup yeah. or high heels in the workplace. Yes, brain in action in real time. The problem with the reaction is the exact problem that you're trying to avoid here, though. We're saying I don't want to get in trouble here. You you, you preface that, and then you slowly move forward. Whereas Jordan was like maybe. Well, why? No, he didn't use the word maybe. Again, he didn't say maybe in that fucking clip. Now, we haven't watched a 17-minute long clip yet. No, we have not. So hopefully that doesn't shoot us in the foot. <laughs> it may. You never know. But I'm saying that from the clip I posted and yeah. then what we see here on Joe Rogan, and our minds could be totally blown and I could completely flip here. That might happen. That's all. This is all happening live. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be that I was totally wrong about Jordan Peterson and this longer extended clip will expose that I just completely misunderstood what he said. And if that's the case, I will happily apologize. I will start posting on Facebook that Jordan Peterson is being misrepresented. I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, I'm happy to do that. So... Well, and this is already, well, let's take a break, a quick break here, and then we'll come back and we'll watch that whole video. Okay. All right. This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Do you give people who make this case that that was the beginning and that there had to be something that provoked the beginning, do you give them an A at least for trying to reconcile faith and reason? Um, I don't think they're reconcilable. What do you mean? Well, well so let me say that differently. All efforts that have been invested by brilliant people of the past have failed at that exercise. They just fail. And so I don't, I, I don't, the track record is so poor that 
going forward, I have essentially zero confidence, near zero confidence, that there will be fruitful things to emerge from the effort to reconcile it. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Okay, we're back. Had to go pee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I should start our timer, too. There we go. I pointed it so we don't have to acknowledge it. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I guess I I could have skipped over that. (laughs) Uh, So now we're going to play the... This is the extend the 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 clip on YouTube says that it is the extended heated vice interview with Jordan Peterson HD. <laughs> so you'll get it in high def. That's right. So this is roughly 17 minutes and we'll play the whole thing and comment on the whole thing and hopefully my mind will be changed about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Maybe he's this you know great public intellectual that for some reason I've just missed how wonderfully intelligent this man is and clearly he is intelligent but when he strays into other lanes where he's not an expert and he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about the things that he says are really dangerous and damaging yeah i don't think we've ever said he's not an intelligent well-educated man yeah and of course he is yeah but when like i said the things that he comments on lately are things that he's not an expert about and and then he doesn't know fuck all about and says some really terrible things about so let's get the clip going can men and women work together in the workplace yes i, how I do, you do know, it how do you know because i work with a, a lot of women right well it's been happening for what 40 years oh so women have only been in the workplace for 40 years now so side note uh this was funny because I stumble upon a bunch of old 1950s workplace instructional videos on YouTube, and they're just funny to watch. And one of them was about how to work with women in the workplace, (laughs) where the guy was working in a shop, and he's like, a woman came in, and she's like, I'm your new bearings inspector. And the guy's like, really? Okay. Walks in the office, like, what are you doing sending me a goddamn woman to be my bearings inspector? I can't have that here. I wanted a man to be the inspector. What does a woman know about ball? I wonder, I wonder if that's where it was going with it. But the, he keeps showing all the stuff, like, oh, I try to do this for this woman, this woman, this woman, through the whole video. And the end of it, the guy's like, well, maybe you should look at how you're going about doing your job. Yeah. Concentrate and on your, your job. job. And these women are very educated and know what they're doing. Yeah. Just let them do their job. Yeah. Well, and certainly within the last 40, 50 years, there has been more of a mixing of the sexes Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Uh, You know, before that, you had men doing the industrial jobs and the manufacturing and women doing more textile stuff and, you know, putting clothes together, sewing, that kind of stuff. And, and so. Yeah, our workplaces are much more integrated between the sexes within the last 40, 50 years. But that doesn't mean women were not in the workplace before then. And it also does not mean that women entering the workplace should be viewed as objects of sexual desire for every yeah. other guy that are that are in the workplace with them. Or less than. Yeah. And And things are deteriorating very rapidly at the moment in terms of the relationships between men and women. It's like, we don't know if men and women can work together successfully. But in what in ways? Because like, in, well, in, in like, the sexual like, harassment Because 40 years ago, I would have been, <laughs> well, I, I don't know if, it, if I was a white man, I would have been Jacqueline's boss and I could have done whatever I, I wanted, right? And that there would be almost no recourse that the, that a woman who's working under me would have. 
Now they have some recourse. I mean, is that is that a there was recourse back then too? You could take people to the police. You could. Take, do you think that was happening a lot? So Jordan Peterson thinks that the recourse for women for sexual harassment is to go to the police. Yeah. Are there laws against saying sexually inappropriate things to women? Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm unaware of any such laws. Well, these are generally policies that are instituted in the workplace. I don't recall any specific laws saying that men can't be fucking assholes to women in the workplace. Yeah, well, and inappropriate. I mean, certainly there are laws against sexual assault. Yeah. But if you are just really fucking creepy to a woman at work, is there any law that for creepy work behavior that a woman could go to the police for? I think you can be charged with verbal harassment. Can you? Yeah. For what? For what constitutes verbal harassment? It's a good question. Yeah. Like I say, I'm I'm unaware of any laws. You see protesters out on the street with police right there and the protesters shouting, fuck you, fuck you, go the fuck home, you should fucking die, you're a piece of shit. I would I would say that most of that doesn't happen in the workplace. No, <laughs> but I I think you got to take that situation in context to a workplace situation. Yeah, because that situation, if they start trying to arrest everyone that's yelling at them, mm-hmm. it depl- depletes their resources because they literally well, sure, got to arrest yeah. every fucking one of them. Yeah, and then everyone else in that crowd's gonna get even more pissed off, and now it's a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing would happen in the workplace, though, right? I mean, if everybody started calling the police. For Whoa. every uh, inappropriate inter- interaction they had at work, like if I started calling the police for every time that Damf mentions his fucking bullshit religion at work, but or now, says something about how liberals are stupid at work, I mean that's that's not there. There are no real clear laws to deal with that. There no, are, not there just are say, get over here, hot policies. Tits. Yeah. Yeah, there are company policies in place to deal with that. It's not really a legal issue until you get into an actual act of assault. But just saying something to somebody isn't going to cause the police to come out and investigate anything because you have the freedom of speech. You can say ridiculous shit all the time. And the consequences of that may be handed down to you from an employer who says, you can't fucking say yeah, that here. Because you're not, you're That's free to say it. You're not yeah. free of the recourse of what you said. Right. I mean, like, I, I, no, I, I, I think guess it's I a just, dreadful thing to have to go to the police if I guess you're being I just sexually assaulted. If, but, you, if you feel like, like, and you'll no. notice his subtle little slip in there of sexually of assault, sexual assault not versus, sexually harassed. Right, right. Yeah, so he fucking, and, and that's the other thing that he does all the time too is slip in, oh, well, you know, sure, women could go to the police. And, and the guy says, well, were they doing that? And they were talking about sexual harassment. And then Peterson just slips in, oh, no, we're talking sexual about assault. sexual assault. Now. So, yeah, if you go and grab some woman's breasts or her, her butt in the workplace, that's sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a different fucking thing, but Peterson just slips that in there, just slips it in there all, ever so slyly and hopes that nobody will notice. Like, no, I, I, I think guess it's I a just, dreadful thing to have to go to the police if I guess you're I being just sexually assaulted. If but, you if you feel like, and they weren't talking about sexual assault, no. they were talking about sexual, sexual harassment. harassment. Yeah, like there is a reduction in harm, right? That, I don't that feel things are bad. So you feel like right now the atmosphere in corporate workplaces is the exact same that it was forty years ago? No, but I'm not sure. I'm not saying that it's any better. 
It's not any better. Well, maybe it is. What, what is? Well, I guess. Well, maybe, maybe it is. Hey, he said maybe. Yeah, he did say maybe there, but not about women's makeup or right. clothing. Right. Like, I, not to ask you to sort of prove a negative, but what, I, I think that there is plenty of evidence. If you look at all the stories that are coming out, do you, do you not feel like any of the stories that you've heard about what Hollywood is like? Do you feel like that's not evidence that this is a problem? Evidence that Hollywood is a problem? Yeah. Yeah, but when I look at Hollywood, all, all these people coming out of Hollywood talking about how sexual misbehavior is a problem, and I think people in Hollywood are talking about that, they've been capitalizing on sexual misbehavior for like a 100 years. No. No, they haven't. That is fucking wrong. They have been capitalizing on sexuality for sure. Yes. They have not been capitalizing on sexual assault. assault. You yeah. motherfucker. And we already watched this first two minutes of this. Uh -huh. So the next line he's going to go with is basis, you know, saying that they're profiting off it. So why you should expect it to come from there. Right. Right. Well, they also profit off of violence and everything else, mm -hmm. but you don't see people in Hollywood going and playing a cop and mass murders or, or, you know, all the other stuff that happens in Hollywood movies. Yeah. yeah. They, th those aren't prevalent. In that community. Yeah. But that, I mean, look, those are unrelated in a are lot they? of ways. Yeah. Like, they're, I mean, they you as a professor should know, like, about correlation and causation. Like, you're, you're basically. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should know these things. And I'm guessing that he does. The, the other thing I want to mention too is that, you know, Jason posted the, the link to the Joe Rogan show where they're talking about Jordan Peterson. And I've listened to all the episodes where Jordan Peterson was actually on Joe Rogan's show mm -hmm. and how oh, fuck now I just lost what I was going to say. Was it about the way he speaks or his personality on the show or the subject matter of those shows? Uh, it may come back to me in a minute, okay. but I, I can't remember. What I, I, was tr I tried to, to help you as much as I could. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> oh, well he was talking about correlation causation. Yeah. yeah if I slipped my mind, sorry. Why I mean, are they you as a professor should know like about correlation and causation. Like you're, you're basically saying, well, you know, there have been movies with sex in it. Therefore, a PA on the set of a movie, of course, should be expected to be sexually harassed. Well, no, I'm saying no, those two are those I'm two are separate worlds in, in any sort of pure logical sense. Like you're that that is just a classic mix up of correlation. And Why are they separate there. worlds? We don't know how to draw the boundaries. Because so what? here's well, here's the question. But there is a boundary drawn. Uh huh. The movie is fantasy. Yeah. It's not real. They're portraying characters. Mm hmm. Off screen, that person is not that character. And the environment they work in does not portray the environment the movie is. Right. So there is a definite line drawn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The world of make believe We've, where we're, we're playing a part as, as a part of a movie. Yeah. Versus who I am in real life. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a character in real life. Yeah. Full sense. Like you're that, that is just a classic mix up of correlation. And Why are they there. separate worlds? We don't know how to draw the boundaries. Because so why are they separate? That's the other thing he does too, is just start asking really fucking ridiculous questions like, why are they separate worlds? We don't know this for sure. We can't draw these specific lines. Who, do you have a frog in your pocket, motherfucker? Because the rest of us living in the reality know where these lines are. Yeah. So here's, well, here's the question. So we you could feel like any movie that has, like, if you talk about sex in your, in your classroom or if you talk about sort of sexual behavior in your classroom, 
and another classroom does not talk about sexual behavior at all, you feel like your classroom would have a higher chance or higher incidence rate of sexual no. assault or harassment? No, but I would say that if I... So he says, no. So after talking about, you know, women wearing makeup and wearing high heels... Well, they haven't got to that part in the full discussion yet. Well, right, yeah, but but before... Yeah. So So Jordan Peterson is saying that, no, these things don't lead to that, except for when they do. Like, if a woman does it, it's clearly because she wants to get fucked. But if anybody else does it, no, not really. It doesn't really matter. I, if I if I was part of an organization that built entire dozens of careers on sexual provocativeness, I would be very careful about, like, waving the ethical flag in the sexual wars. So you think Hollywood doesn't exploit sex? Hasn't the feminist been saying that for 30 years? The entire en- entertainment industry does nothing but exploit women sexually. Is that true? And that's another, that's another thing that really fucking bothers me about people who love Jordan Peterson is that he chooses his words so carefully. <laughs> he chooses his words so carefully and he's such, he's so well spoken. And if he says something, it's because he means it. Let me back this up again so you all can hear exactly what he says here. Organization that built entire dozens of careers on sexual provocativeness. I would be very careful about like waving the ethical flag in the sexual wars. I'm talking about this section right here. So you think Hollywood doesn't exploit sex? Hasn't the feminist been saying that for 30 years? The entire en- entertainment industry does nothing but exploit women sexually. Is that They do nothing but exploit women sexually. That's all they do. They do nothing but that is exploit women sexually. Oh, well, he ch- certainly chose his words very carefully there. Now, if you said Hollywood has exploited women sexually. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. They, they have. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all they do? That's no. all they do? That's the only fucking thing they do? There's a lot of Hollywood movies that are very women positive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wonder Woman was a great show. I fucking, yeah, that was awesome. There, but there are a ton of great shows out there. They would also probably say, well, look at the way they were dressed. In, uh, In Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, they were, they, were, they were wearing barely any clothes, Dan. <laughs> oh, no. True or not? And if it is true, then aren't they contributing to the problem? And if they're contributing to the problem, but, but, then where's but, all the ethical? But you're, but you're arguing at that point that Hollywood is one sort of totemic idea, that it is one sort of, that, that a woman who works in entertainment must then like pledge allegiance to this idea of a sort of totemic Hollywood. And-, and that the only thing Hollywood is going to do is sexually exploit her. Yeah. That's the only thing Hollywood does. Not come out and give her story like you're saying no, that I'm, like if she that, 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 that she's like somehow complicit in all of it the degree to which we're all complicit in what's going on is unspecified i said already you know we don't know how to have an the degree to which we're all complicit is unspecified no shit oh my god that's such a deep thought yet all all women that are coming out and telling their stories and still work in hollywood are being hypocritical right yeah it's it's those fucking sneaky women allegiance to this idea of a sort of totemic Hollywood and not come out and give her story. Like you're saying no, that, I'm, like, I'm, if she that, 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 that she's like somehow complicit in all of it. The degree to which we're all complicit in what's going on is unspecified. I said already, you know, we don't know how to have an adult conversation about sex. It's not surprising. I think Jordan Peterson doesn't know how to have an adult conversation about sex. And he projects that onto everybody else. Well, and, and he says we like, like he has a fucking frog in his pocket. 
It's not we. It's not everybody doesn't know how to have these conversations. Jordan Peterson clearly doesn't know how to have these fucking conversations. That doesn't mean that nobody does. There's plenty of people that look at the same woman walking on the street and 99.9% of them won't go try and rape her. <laughs> yeah. Surprising. It's not the least bit surprising. So, but I don't like, so then what is it then? Like, cause you're, it's, this seems to be like the sort of collectivist, uh, thinking that you rail against. You know, you're saying that Hollywood is one thing and that Hollywood made its own bed and therefore Hollywood should not speak about this issue because they're the ones that were pushing this agenda. No, it isn't that they shouldn't speak about it or that they, they should speak do not carefully have the moral about it. Authority to they should speak, speak about carefully it. about it. Do you feel like they're not speaking carefully? Absolutely. They're not speaking carefully. Not, a, not, not in the least. What, what is that? Oh, they're not speaking um, carefully. Just like, you know, they only do this one thing and that's sexual exploitation of women because Jordan Peterson speaks so fucking carefully. I'm, I'm getting the impression that earlier he was saying they don't have the right to speak about it because that's what the, all they do is sexually exploit women. Uh -huh. And now he's saying that now that they're talking about it, they're not doing it the right way. Yeah. Or that they, they should speak carefully the about it. Authority to they should speak, speak about carefully it. about it. Do you feel like they're not speaking carefully? Absolutely, they're not speaking carefully. Not, a, not, not in the least. What, what is out of control about it? Well, trial by public opinion, I suppose, is part of what's out of control about it. Trial by that public opinion? Has nothing do to do with the industry. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to start talking about me too here. Oh, yeah. And, and blaming... Uh, I just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the appeal of this fucking jackass. What's happening? Yeah, to some degree, sure. It's, it's very easy for people to come forward with accusations and demolish someone's reputation. Sure, and at what cost? What do they get out of it? What do the women who come forward with allegations of sexual abuse that are, that are, that, what, what, what do they get out of it? What, what do they get out of it other than being shit on by a bunch of fucking people like Jordan Peterson and his acolytes who say, oh no, she's lying about it. This never happened. Well, and the thing is, is I, I, I can only, there's only one case that comes to mind where a woman came forward and then retracted what she said. It happens. It happens. It does happen. I'm it not does. saying it doesn't happen. It does happen. Yeah. But those, the, the, the cases of women coming forward and saying that something happened when it didn't happen are, are very, very, few. very, 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 very few. They're a very tiny, uh, it's a tiny, very tiny yeah. fraction or percentage of the overall accounts of women who come forward with allegations of sexual abuse or harassment that are not borne out to be true. And the only one I can think of was the woman that came forward and, and, uh, was trying to charge James Franco with raping her. Oh yeah. I don't know much about that at all. Well, he's like, I didn't rape a woman. He's like, I, that's nothing I would do. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, I don't, I vaguely remember this woman. Yeah. And then finally she came on and said, well, it was consensual sex and it was over a year ago and he didn't call me back. <laughs> it's like, oh wait. So you changed the story from he raped you to now you wanted to have sex with him. You two hooked up. Yeah. And you had a one night stand mm. and you admitted to that. And it kind of, that cleared James Franco. Cause like, that's not, yeah, that's right. not right. You, you admitted yeah. to consensual sex with him. Yeah. It's not like the other cases in the Me Too movement where like the Harvey Weinstein type stuff, completely different shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. All, yeah. 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 Well, B Bill Cosby, especially. He was fucking drugging them. Uh-huh. Giving them roofies. Yeah. Then what the zoo with that uh, same thing?
<laughs> That's tri- trial by public opinion. So, uh, I mean, and we don't have a we don't have any conversation about the other side of the of the coin. You don't think women manipulate men sexually for advancement in the workplace? Do you not? Do you not think that there has been any? <laughs> Jordan Peterson just seems to think women are mo- well. They are. They are the the authors of chaos, right? That's what Jordan Peterson says about women: is they're they're the chaos agents. Now, he is right. I guarantee there are women out there that try to sexually manipulate their way into a position. Uh huh. But to say every woman fucking does that is complete fucking bullshit. And to say that there are no men who also They'll do, do that? the same. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking wrong. Any sort of pushback against against this Me Too movement at all? Yeah, there's been some. Okay, so then then what do you mean we don't have conversations about the other side? It seems like every time I read any, it seems like you're a fucking liar. That's what it seems yeah. like. This Me Too movement at all? Yeah, there's been some. Okay, so then then what do you mean we don't have conversations about the other side? It seems like, and especially for somebody who chooses his words so carefully, he's very careful in the things that he says. Every time I read any sort of publication, it's split more or less 50-50 and actually increasingly more towards like, maybe this thing is out of control. It seems like that narrative is certainly out there. Yeah, true. It, is, it has started to emerge in the last couple of weeks. That's true. Oh, if only in the last couple of weeks? Give me a fucking break. You fucking lying shitbag. <laughs> I fucking, I do, I hate this guy. Jason commented, he's like, yeah, I know you hate Jordan Peterson and I don't really care about that, whatever. I do. I fucking hate Jordan Peterson because he's a lying sack of fucking shit. Like right there. God damn it. I, I don't understand. I guess I don't understand the question exactly. Well, my question is essentially that like when, when you. Is there sexual harassment in the workplace? Yes. Should it stop? That'd be good if it did. Oh, not yes, but it'd be good. <laughs> good. <You love> <laughs> Is there sexual harassment? Yes. Should it be stopped? Oh, that'd be good. Not a yes. Not a yes. He's very careful with his words, remember. That about Jordan Peterson is is the one thing he's really great at, is being very, very careful with his words. It should be, is there sexual harassment in the workplace? Yes. Does it need to stop? Immediately. Yes. <laughs> yes. Immediately. Not, oh, that'd be good. We can Fuck try. You, asshole. That'd be good. Will it? Well, not at the moment. It won't because we don't know. Because people uh, listen to what I say. <laughs> because people listen to the words coming out of my fucking suck hole and go on, go, go to work thinking that, well, women just wear makeup because they want to be more sexually attractive. So I'm going to fucking hit on her. I'm going to sexually harass her because that's the only reason she's wearing makeup. Yes. Should it stop? That'd be good. If it did, that'd be good. Will it? Well, not at the moment. It won't because we don't know what the rules are. Do you think? <laughs> hey Ryan, do you know what the rules are about sexual harassment uh, in the workplace? It's, they're pretty explicit. Yeah. I mean, um, don't touch anyone inappropriately. Uh-huh. Um, if I decided I had a female coworker I would like to engage in a relationship with and she rejects me. You're supposed um, to send her dick pics, right? That's how that no, works. No, that is completely inappropriate. But only if she's wearing red lipstick. Because clearly she's sexually <laughs> she she wants Wait. you to know that she's sexually aroused. Is it Thursday? Uh, no, today's Monday. Oh, well, then we can't send dick pics today. Oh, why? Because according to the guidelines, dick pic Thursday. Oh, I mi- I must have missed that in the new you employee you handbook. Weren't, you, weren't in that, you weren't in that meeting. <laughs> I think men and women can work in the workplace together. I don't know. Without sexual harassment. We'll see. He doesn't know if men and women can work in the workplace together without sexual harassment. Sure, I guess... We can see there, but you'll know. Let me back this up again. 
because you'll notice that the question was, can men and women work together in the workplace? Yeah. I don't know. That'd be good. Will it? Well, not at the moment it won't because we don't know what the rules are. Do you think men and women can work in the workplace together? I don't know. Without- I don't know. The answer should be yes. Clearly they can, because it's been happening, even according to Jordan Peterson, for at least the last 40 years. Yeah. They can work together. Without sexual harassment. But he's so careful with his words. Yeah. So careful. But can they work we'll in the see. workplace together without sexual harassment? That's the question. <laughs> we'll see. How many years will it take for men and women working in the workplace together? More than 40. To get a sense. More than 40. Mm-hmm. We're new at this. We're new at this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you can't learn anything in 40 years. Really, you got to go. It's going to be at least a millennia before we can decide how men and women should interact in the workplace. So take a total of 80 years, we're saying? No, no. Uh, I mean, no, I'm saying from the beginning of when we started working with women. Uh, so if you've been working with women for 40 years, uh-huh. it's going to take another 40. At least. At least in our 40. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it will be that long. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. The Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at Cybabe.com, at my Twitter account, at The Cybabe, and if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. Oh, Why yeah. don't you like Tolkien? I don't understand. Because it's nonsense. It's fantasy. What do you mean? Like, what's wrong with nonsense? Well, Does everything have to be true to you? Okay, I'm a Catholic. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome aboard. So I won the debate. So I won the debate. You win. If nonsense is okay, I'm in. Okay, good. <laughs> and I can drink as much red wine as I want. Right. Because it's not wine anymore. It's not wine anymore. I'm absolutely off my f- on the blood of Christ. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! We're completely new at it. It's only been a couple of generations. That's part of the problem. <laughs> Completely new. It's only been a couple generations. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you stupid asshole. God damn it. All right, is that we don't know what the rules are. Like, what? here's a rule. How about no makeup in the workplace? How about no ties in the How about no pants in the workplace? So That's a stupid fucking rule. Here we're going to get to the full segment of the makeup thing. So let's see if he says maybe at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Why would that be a rule? Why should you wear makeup in the workplace? Uh, Isn't that sexually provocative? No. It's not? No. What is it then? What's the purpose of makeup? Some people would like to... So in Jordan Peterson's mind, the only reason a woman wears makeup to work is because she wants to be sexually provocative. Yes. That is a fucked up way to think about women. It is. Just put on makeup. Why? I don't know why. Why do you make your lips red? Because they turn red during sexual arousal. That's why. Why do you put rouge on your cheeks? Same reason. <sighs> let's just let's just play this whole part out. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll just I'll I'm gonna hit play and I'll just let it go. Well, you, we we already commented on this whole part. Yeah. So. Yeah, we did. All right. So your argument 
I'm not saying that you shouldn't wear makeup. No, no, I'm not saying that. But you're saying that that I'm saying we don't know what the rules are. Makeup in the workplace that they have sexualized themselves in a way. That's what makeup's for. That would Jesus. That's self-evident. Why else would you wear it? That let me. (laughs) Really, it's self-evident that women wear makeup because they want to be sexualized. I don't think it's self-evident. This fucking guy. I. I'm so disappointed that that one of my friends could watch this and go, I is making some really good points here. Even, women shouldn't wear makeup because then I want to fuck them. Even in a career for women that is the most sexualized career for women, mm-hmm. which would be a stripper. Uh-huh. There are strict fucking rules in a strip club about what you do and don't do. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to play more of this. Sexualize themselves in a way. That's what makeup's for. That would... Jesus, that would, that's self-evident. That would, that Why would, else would you wear it? That, let me When women put on makeup in the workplace, yeah. when they make their lips red, when they... Why <laughs> else would you wear makeup? That is what Jordan Peterson, uh, the king of being very, very, very fucking careful about what he says, just said about makeup. Why else would you wear makeup except to be an object of sexual desire? Thank you for the beer. I appreciate that. <laughs> I saw your drink was getting low and you're getting heated. Yeah, yeah, thank I appreciate it. <laughs> sort of put on rouge, yeah. right? That when they enter that workplace, if a man notices that that there is sort of a complicitness with, with which the woman has said, I am going to sexualize myself in the workplace and therefore whatever comes will come. No, I didn't say the last part of that. So I didn't what, say what so whatever that? comes will come. But, but that, I think the issue about, of complicitness, how about, about high heels? I mean, look. How about high heels? What are they what for? What about high heels? What about them? They're there to, to exaggerate sexual attractiveness. That's what high heels do. They tilt your they tilt your pelvis forward so your hips stick out. That's what they do. And they tighten up your calf muscles. They're a sexual display. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't use sexual displays in the workplace. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that that is what they're doing. And that is what they're doing. So what is a- those sneaky bitches, those sneaky fucking whores wearing makeup and high heels to work? Oh, they're just they're just trying to tempt men into sexually harassing them. But they probably got some strong calves now. <laughs> Thing that that is what they're doing, and that is what they're doing. So what is the relevance then to like sexual harassment in the workplace? And again, I have to point out. He is pretending to know the mind of every fucking woman in the, in America's workforce who chooses to wear makeup or high heels. Yeah. That is, he said it himself. That is what they're doing is increasing their sexual attractiveness. He's never said some women or a percentage of them. It's all, but he's so precise with his words. He's very, very careful with them. He seems pretty exact in what he's saying. Then if, if you can't make well, the Maoists put everybody in uniforms to stop that sort of thing from happening. Men wear uniforms. That's the way they wear suits. I, I guess I, I'm not seeing the sort of coherence of the of the thought that you're putting together. Then, because what are the rules that govern sexual interactions between men and women in the workplace? Yes, the answer is we don't know. Right. So I'm. We do know. <laughs> Jordan Peterson is kind of like Trump in that way, right? Like so. Not a not a lot of people know this, but <laughs> you can't just pinch an ass whenever you want. <laughs> like like the things that are mysteries to Jordan Peterson aren't mysteries to every other fucking male working in the workplace. 
I'm throwing out some questions. How about makeup? Oh, that's okay. Is it? Why? Why is it okay? Well, I would think that there's certain ownership over one's body that they can take without. How about negligees? <laughs> well, look, if that's you had going a, too far. If you had a workplace with negligees, I think that there would be some sort of standard idea that maybe that would be a sexualized. Thing. Okay, so there's some line between lipstick and negligees that yeah. we don't want to cross. Okay, fair enough. Is this has this been a question in anybody else's mind? No, I never. There's that there's a line between wearing makeup and negligees to work. I don't even put them in the same category. <laughs> oh, this is one of those things where Jordan Peterson is a very deep thinker, though. It's like, should I go to work with a strap on or not? <laughs> so there is a line you're telling me, yeah, Mister you- Interviewer, between negligees and makeup. Really? That thought hadn't occurred to me. I mean, there's a lot of things that are not appropriate dress attire for fucking workplaces. (laughs) Negligee is one of them. Yeah. Would be some sort of standard idea that maybe that would be a sexualized. Okay, so there's some line between lipstick and negligees that we don't want to cross. Okay, fair enough. Where exactly is the line? (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, much like... Um, It's the line between lipstick and negligee. Um. Or that's the, that, that, that could be, that could be one of the lines, Mr. Peterson. Or I'll just put it between the lines of professional attire and not professional attire. Uh huh. It's just like, I wouldn't go to work wearing beach clothes. Right. It's yeah. not professional attire. Yeah. Justice Scalia said with pornography, it's something that you can feel or that you know it when, when you see it. I would say that, that Maybe. that sort of, but it, you know, what's confusing to me for, you know, and I really do just mean this in sort of a debate sense, which is that like, like these sorts of big collective ideas, they're, they're things that you feel like are sort of derived through, through evolution that, that people do come to a consensus that is meaningful. Um, I don't think that anyone would say that wearing makeup to the office is in some ways like sexually deviant or something like that, or that it's inviting a sort of atmosphere of sexuality within the workplace. I would say that. You. <laughs> He would say that wearing makeup invites sexual harassment. Are you sure he didn't say maybe it would invite No, he didn't it? say maybe. He said it would. He didn't say maybe? Are you sure? No. I'm, I am 100% positive. He right. said didn't. No. Yeah, he said it would. It would. It okay. would. All right. Because he's very careful with his words. He was pretty. No. He so would. I want to make sure that he didn't say maybe there. I mean, I'm trying to be careful <laughs> with with my words uh, okay right uh now okay good job good job you're doing you're doing a bang-up job you're welcome <laughs> in some ways like sexually deviant or something like that or that it's inviting a sort of atmosphere of sexuality within the workplace i would say that you the second part that. sure it's exactly what it's doing okay why so else would you wear it, lipstick complete the thought for me why else would women wear lipstick <laughs> other than to create a sexually charged atmosphere at work Maybe they don't. That's what Jordan Peterson just fucking said. And the thing is, he only, he only mentions one color of lipstick. Red. Red. Yes. Rojo. There are many colors of lipstick that women wear. Oh, yeah. From black to probably, I've never seen anybody wear straight Purple, white. Purple, blue. Yeah. 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 Tons of different makeup colors. Yeah. Not all of them are red. This fucking guy. Because <laughs> that's the part that I'd like for you to do. Like, complete the thought. A woman. I'm not saying that women shouldn't do it. And I'm also not saying that it should be banned. But I'm saying that you're absolutely naive if you don't think that that has anything to do with sexuality. 
or sexual harassment? Does it have something to do with sexual harassment in the workplace? I don't know. (laughs) I I don't don't know. know. You just said earlier that it does. Yeah, but all of his all of his supporters will point to that and say, "See, he says he doesn't know." Okay, but earlier he said you something said it, different. Yeah. The guy who's again so fucking careful with his words. He's such a great thinker, and he's so careful with the things that he says. Because I don't know what the rules should be that govern the interactions between men and women in the workplace. I, mean, I, I don't believe should, that. Should people be allowed to flirt in the workplace? Do you feel that? Let, let's just yes or no question. Do you feel like women wearing makeup in the workplace? contributes to sexual harassment in the workplace sure it contributes sure <laughs> not a maybe that not would maybe. have been that would have been the maybe spot <laughs> that would have been the spot where i was expecting a maybe uh-huh sure yeah it does yeah. yeah if you were if you were to be honest even i would say well maybe it does but no he's pretty much said sure i agree with that <laughs> he's so careful with his words though <laughs> And so what should be done about that? You as a clinician who believes that there should be prescriptive ideas that don't mandate behavior, but that will guide behavior. I don't know. I don't know what the... Oh my God, I wish that he would say that more often. I don't know. That is a that is a beautiful answer. I don't know. It's more accurate. I don't know. Let's try to figure this out instead of, sure, it absolutely does. But even though he doesn't know, there are people out there who do know. Yeah. A lot of people. Uh-huh who believes that there should be prescriptive ideas that don't mandate behavior, but that will guide behavior. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Do you feel like women shouldn't wear... If, if, do you feel like a serious woman who does not want sexual harassment in the workplace, do you feel like if she wears makeup in the workplace, that she is somewhat being critical? Yeah. That if a woman doesn't want to be sexually harassed in the workplace, she shouldn't wear, wear makeup. makeup. That is or what Jordan Peterson just said. That was the exact question posed to him. And he said, yes, she should not wear makeup if she does not want to be sexually harassed. Not an I don't know. It's not, it's not up to the men to not sexually harass the woman. It is up to the woman to not wear makeup in order that the men won't sexually harass her. It that's what like he just a... fucking said. That is, th- that's directly out of his fucking mouth so he is he basically advocating that we do like uh, uh muslim countries do and women have to be covered from head to toe with just an isolate if they wear burqas then you just yeah you just have to guess and fantasize and maybe they've got really sexy ankles that you get a and, glimpse of every now and then and if, if his logic was true those women in those countries would never get raped yeah right yeah but they do mm-hmm of course they do. And they're not wearing makeup. They're not even showing any skin and they get raped. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's probably because they were doing something else. It's and those damn wily women, Ryan. Their ankle slipped. If they're not wearing makeup, they're going to be doing something else. Ooh. Maybe they could, maybe they cast a spell on you. You know what though? They could have been wearing high heels and a burqa. I don't know. <laughs> it pushed their pelvis forward and made their That's... calves more sensitive. Well, you can't see their calves really. But you could definitely see that pelvic thrust. Well, the outline when they're walking. Oh, oh if, they, yeah. if, the, if, if the, the wind, if the wind hits them just right and it, and it conforms around. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, there you go. There you go. I'm getting turned on right now. <laughs> okay. I do think that. Okay. Let's move on. I don't see how you could not think that. It's I, like makeup. I, I can. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can see that really, really fucking easily. Okay. I do think that. Okay. Let's move on. I don't see how you could not think that. It's like makeup is a sexual display. That's what it's for. Say, well, I want to look more attractive. It's like, what do you mean by attractive exactly? So then what is a better outcome for you then? A workplace with no sexual harassment 
where women wear uniforms and don't wear makeup, much like the Maoists, like you were saying, or a sort of freer workplace in which sexual harassment is an inevitability because women wear high heels and makeup? Well, I don't say that sexual harassment is an inevitability because women wear high heels and makeup. I didn't say that. Or that it is more likely. That That is exactly kind what, of what he was said. saying. Yeah. That, that's, that's the, like, that is what cause. he said. Yeah. I said that it, it contributes to the sexualization of the workplace. What's the difference between more likely and that? And now he starts backtracking. <laughs> okay, more likely. I'll go with that. Yeah, more likely, right? <laughs> sure, okay. Okay, so which one do you prefer? I don't prefer either of them. Oh, which one of those two would I prefer? Yeah. Oh, I prefer the one where people had the freedom. And so... Within that, so we've gotten to that point that people should have freedom to wear makeup, right? But that that will inevitably lead to, not inevitably, that it is more likely that sexual harassment happens in the workplace. Does, isn't that sort of well, saying that if women wear, like, how is that not saying that if women wear makeup in the, in the... That isn't what I said. Like, you're, you're pushing it past what I said. But that is what, what you said. said. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. By a substantial margin, sure, I said but, that uh, we don't understand the rules like, that I, govern the that interactions in the in the between men and women in the workplace. Right? We don't understand the rules, and so I was pushing a limit case. That's what I was doing. I wasn't saying women shouldn't wear makeup. No, I, I was saying we could have a question either, about backtrack, backtrack, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> there should be a question raised about that, and there is often. I mean, companies have. Dress codes, let's say. <gasps> what? Um, and they have a reason for that. But, but the fact that we got tangled up in this conversation is an indication of exactly how difficult it is to have a reasonable, reasonable conversation about. About these things with Jordan Peterson. Uh, well, Not with rational human beings who know that there are specific rules in place in the workplace to address these types of issues. Yeah. Just like that dress code, huh? there's codes of conduct in how you treat other fucking employees in your workplace. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. You know, that, that whole thing was like, we don't have rules. We don't have a guideline. We don't know what the rules are. Again, he projects his own lack of thought onto everybody else. Exactly what rules should govern the interactions between men and women in the workplace. I would object to that a little bit because I think the reason why this conversation has been difficult is because like there are certain things where you'll just punt and you'll say, I'm not saying that. And you'll try and be very hyper specific. And now look, Ooh. there are examples of that where I feel like you were right. Like I feel like the Kathy Newman article or the Kathy Newman interview, I felt like a lot of what you're, what that she put words in your mouth. I don't feel like I'm doing which she did. She absolutely did. And it was terrible. She should not have done that. And one one other thing I want to point out real quick, yeah, is whenever he says about the rules in the workplace, it's between men and women. Mm -hmm. These rules in the workplace are between everybody. Yeah, the 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 same rule. If I went yeah, up it's to the same binary thinking, yeah, men are men, women are women, men are only attracted to women, women yeah. are only attracted to men. Yeah. Well, not even that. Even me being a straight male, if I went up to a uh, another guy in the workplace and I slapped my dick on his shoulder. That's fucking sexual harassment. Yeah, absolutely it is. And there's rules against me slapping my dick on another guy's shoulder. <laughs> are you sure? And because I don't know what these rules are, right? Well, but that same rule would also <laughs> apply to a woman in the workplace. There's no rules for... But what if she was wearing makeup? Oh, then it's all, all out the window. <laughs> I felt like a lot of what you're... What, that she put words in your mouth. 
I don't feel like I'm doing that. In fact, I've been extremely careful not I'm, to. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm definitely not accusing you of that. Okay, so I'm, I'm just saying that these sorts of conversations are difficult. Not that you're making it unduly difficult. Okay, I don't think you are. Sure. So I, I guess look, this is a this is a test case, right? Like we we are not here to He's say like stop playing with his microphone. Jordan Peterson yeah. believes that this is true. We are talking about a specific test case. Like we agree, or not we agree. Yeah. You are arguing that that makeup is sexualized, high heels are sexualized, yeah. right? When they enter a workplace, the workplace has a higher preponderance of becoming sexualized. Right? Yes. How is that? How do we not then take the next step and say that, ergo, if we want to get rid of sexual harassment in the workplace, that your belief is that women should not wear high heels or makeup in the workplace? Oh, because there's other potential solutions. People could, well, you could allow for a certain amount of sexual tension. And not act on it in a reprehensible manner. And that's the that's whole your- <laughs> point of the rules in the workplace is not to act on fucking oh. your, your, your animalistic side of your brain and just jump on every woman you find sexually attractive and try to hump the shit out of her. You know what? You know what is, you know what is fucking amazing about this is that this is the part of Jordan Peterson's conversation where his supporters will go, he is a deep thinker. Like he, he, this part of the conversation, he's saying that yes, there are some definite boundaries, even though he's previously said we don't know what the rules are. <laughs> he's a really deep thinker about these issues. I never would have imagined that anybody could come to this conclusion, even though you uh, and I sitting here across the table have been talking about it the whole fucking, fucking time. time. God damn it. But he's a deep thinker who's very uh, careful with the words he uses. I mean, look, if let's say you're married to someone, right? You go I am to a married, party. Yeah. Okay, you go to a party. Do you ever flirt? I mean, I don't go to parties. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, you, do you ever flirt at all? No, honestly okay. not. But do you know how? But that is, uh, no, not really. Okay, well, so, like, like, <laughs> so that's example. not so good. Well, look, look, one of the things that's enjoyable about the interactions between men and women, even if you're married, is an element of flirtatiousness that can underscore the interaction. Okay, you don't want to get rid of that. It's too tyrannical to get rid of that. But you're playing with fire. You have to know that you're playing with fire. And so there's going to be some sexual provocativeness in the workplace, let's say, both ways. But you're playing with fire. And you need to know what the rules are. We don't know what the rules are. But you just said... (laughs) (laughs) Okay... Oh my God. I can't believe that this, like, oh no, you're taking him out of context. You should watch the much longer version so you can see just how much of an asshole he is. Okay. How about what if I said it is okay to flirt with your coworker from time to time? You know, don't, don't grab them in the privates. Well, that, well, that, that seems, you know, I think we could agree that that might be a reasonable start, right? But then, of course, you still have the problem of exactly what constitutes acceptable flirting. Do you feel like the majority of people then who are sort of in this Me Too movement right now who have been speaking out? Yeah. I mean, do you really think all of them are not a, are saying that you can't flirt at all? You know, or do you think most of them are saying you just don't grab me in the privates? Because I would I just as somebody who also has read about this, who studied yeah. it quite a bit, who has followed it very intensely. It really does seem like the message is like, hey, like, you know, don't pull your robe off. Don't grab me in the No, I think it's worse I, than that. You do? Yeah, well, look at what happened with NBC. Now you're supposed to report your coworkers if you suspect them of romantic entanglements. That's what I'm sure about. That. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about, but 
perhaps there's a policy at NBC that says that there is to be no dating or fraternization among the staff but, members. But that would be that would be a guidance that would be, a be rule. put out. And that would be a rule to follow <laughs> when we don't know what the rules are. <laughs> American, like I mean, you're, that is one symptom. But this, this is a policy now. It is. <laughs> it's a oh, wait. Would a policy be something where you lay down rules? Um, that you would then know what the rules are. Let me use my words very carefully now. Okay. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, one one company about sort of this industry wide. Yeah, about this part of the response to this. Yeah, it's it's a it's a response to it, but it's a bad response. You said like, is it only about not being grabbed? It's like, no, it's not only about that. If it was only about not being, I just remembered what I was going to say earlier about Joe Rogan. That during when when I said, oh, you know, yeah, having yeah. Jordan Peterson on there and it slipped my mind. Jordan Peterson, while on the Joe Rogan show, said, I really shouldn't I, I really shouldn't even say this, but god damn it, the it's just too funny to not even mention, but I've learned how to monetize left wing outrage. Uh, I've learned how to monetize social justice. And he does it by being a fucking asshole like this. He said that during the Joe Rogan show. Anybody who 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 loves Jordan Peterson and and watched the Joe Rogan thing, go back and watch that. He admits on the Joe Rogan show that he has learned to monetize sh- social justice outrage, and that is why he does so much of what he Which does. Which is what he's doing right yeah. now. Yeah. Being grabbed, would you be okay with? Well, I'm not in favor of people being involuntarily grabbed. I'm not in favor of sexual harassment or sexual assault. And not in the least. I don't, I think, I already told you what I think. I'm a sexual conservative. Sure. I don't think people should have sex on the first date. I think they should be very careful with sex. Right. So I'm not in the camp of let's grab each other under the mistletoe at the Christmas party because what the hell? I'm not in that camp. I'm in the be bloody careful camp and, and don't step out of line and don't like, don't like, don't like maybe sexually harass your coworkers. Yeah. You're you're in that camp of be very fucking careful, but you don't know what the rules are. This guy's just he's a walking set of contradictions. It's kind of like I remember they at our our one of our sexual harassment briefings that we get every year. Uh-huh. They played a, a video about tea sexual harassment and uh, the, the sharp training uh-huh. sexual harassment and rape prevention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where it's about, it's about tea. When the person comes in and says, would you like a cup of tea? I'm like, oh, no, sorry. Want a cup no. of, yeah. Do you want a cup of tea? Person's <laughs> like, no, I do not want a cup of tea. I'm just going to go pour a cup of tea. I'll leave it right here. If you want the tea, the tea's here for you. And the person's like, no, I don't want the tea. And the person's trying to force the tea on them. Mm. They're saying, same thing goes with sex. If the person says, no, yes, stop there. Yeah. So if the person says, no, I don't want a cup of tea, you don't offer them another cup of tea. Yeah. You stop. Yeah. If you keep going. But we don't know what those rules are, Ryan. Well, but we do. (laughs) If someone says no, you stop. Maybe. Maybe you'll stop. But he never said maybe stop. (laughs) What the hell? I'm not in that camp. I'm in the be bloody careful camp. And, And don't step out of line. And don't like, don't like. Uh, have designs on your secretary when you hire her. I think that's all appalling. 
but I don't think we're capable of having an adult conversation about it. Not as a culture, not even a bit. Let's say that the result of all of this, of the Me Too movement, is that perhaps there are some policies which might strike a sort of civil libertarian such as yourself or somebody who believes in individual freedom as a bit oppressive, but that women stop getting grabbed in the privates. Uh, I don't and think that that's this is happen. this is the collateral damage from that. Yeah, no, is that is that happen. not a win? Is that not a win for somebody who doesn't think that women should be grabbed in the private sector? I don't think that's what'll happen. What? what like, why? Because I I don't think that the ideas that are being put forth have the kind of power that will transform people's behavior in a reasonable manner. Okay, that's very vague. Can you just no, talk it's about not. It? It, 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 yeah, yeah, it? It is. Yeah, it is. is. <laughs> no, it's not vague. You essentially said, well, I don't believe that they, that, that the ideas are going to work. They're not concrete enough. They're not concrete enough? Yeah. I mean, I think that almost every big media organization has specifically rewritten their policies in the past few months to, with very concrete examples of things that are not okay. I mean, like, do you not think that those are concrete enough? Well, maybe. It's possible. I don't know the policies well enough. Maybe those policies are concrete enough. So you said maybe twice, but neither <laughs> time there was anything to do with what women wearing makeup in the workplace. <laughs> Maybe those policies are concrete enough, but I don't know. I wish that he would just say that more often. Maybe, but I don't know. But he doesn't say maybe enough. No. Well, maybe. It's possible. I don't know the policies well enough to be certain. Um, my sense generally is that, like, what would you say it? Outraged mob activism generally doesn't translate very well into intelligent policy. But, you know, but it it's possible to, that But it does things, lead to change. We'll see. We'll the thing see. Is, he kept and that saying was the, that was the end of the extended yeah. thing that Jason posted out. He there. keeps saying that that we're we're not able to have an adult conversation about this. I think that's about sheer projection that he is not able to because have an adult there conversation are tons about of adult conversations going on about this. One right here in this room right now. Yeah, uh, all over the place. Yeah, I guarantee in in, in boardrooms. Across the country, there's adult conversations going on about this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was really fucking terrible. So Jason posted that and thought, you know, I, I might just need to see that and then could figure out that maybe Jordan Peterson isn't such a terrible person. Really, the extended interview just made him look that much worse. And I'm shocked. That so many more people don't see what a fucking fraud this guy is. That they don't see what a fraud he is to the point that they would actually post a link to the discussion that we just watched yeah. and think that this is somehow, uh, that, that it's, that it somehow releases Jordan Peterson from all of the accusations that are being leveled against him recently from from people on the left like myself who say that he's a liar and a con and a fraud and a charlatan when after watching it it's even worse it's worse than the 2 minute clip that i posted out there yeah that definitely doesn't make me think of him as a deep thinker no fuck no <laughs> oh, god anyway That'll, that'll wrap it up for the regular portion of the show. Yeah. This, this segment was almost long. an hour long. Well, even more than an hour when we include the, the previous yeah. bit. We kind of knew that just, was going to happen when yeah. we got into it. And then pretty much all the new segments we spent like 20 minutes putting up there. <laughs> we'll discuss a couple of those in the Patreon section. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be moving into the Patreon section of the show. But before we do that, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon subscribers. That would be 
Vanessa, Michelle Short, Christy Kalbach, New Mania, Alan Firth, The Gaytheist, Larry Wilson, Dr. Dan, Matt's boss in the 2SC podcast to whom Matt pledged loyalty. <laughs> Let them eat gofefe. Stephen Andrews, Jeff Peterson, Janet Uter, Marius Kot Butrakowski, Utah Outcasts, Tim Jacobson, Matt Tuller, Megan Kennedy, Andrew Vodapich, Brandy Hamrick, Jeremy Goodson, Angelica Pearson, Wesley Aaron, Savita Kuna, Purple Dragon, Taylor Grin, and Rob Otto, who recently updated his uh, Patreon. And we thank you very much. To, to be much more than it was. And yeah, we thank you very much. He actually did it like, I think, a week or more ago. Uh, and I didn't notice it until very recently. Uh, and then we just recorded the one episode four days yeah. ago and now this one. But yeah, it's been... It's been a while since Rob updated his Patreon support for the show. And yeah, thank you very much for that. We really appreciate it. And so until next week, crucify Jordan fucking Peterson. Leave a review and Matt might appear. (laughs) And rate the show five times a day toward people who are just wanting to crucify Jordan fucking Peterson.
Take you home with me and tuck you 
We got a hero for this week. Who that? The teacher who received a letter from the president, but she was an English teacher, so she edited the letter and then she sent it back <laughs> with all the <laughs> grammatical error corrections. <laughs> <laughs>